We all do it. We scroll through our feeds, seeing people who have been in and out of our lives. We see their causes, beliefs, and sometimes even a moral compass, show-offs. I don't know about you, but I'm interested in the story behind the pictures. I think it's time to have a conversation. Oh no! Okay, we'll jump right into it then. <laughs> it is fine. They will They will survive a Thursday night without me. It's fine. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so excited to finally be talking to you. Likewise. I love your voice. I think you have a fantastic advertising voice for your podcast. You have a great, uh, obviously speaking voice for podcasts, but you speak very well in your advertisements. I was noticing that the last couple of episodes, you've really honed in on that. So that hundredth take really took. (laughs) Okay. You know I don't do more than one take, so I don't know anything about that. But yes, whatever you're doing, it's awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess I'm just going to get into the introduction because I don't even think I want to edit that out because you said such nice things about me. Yay! Keep it on. Oh, my gosh. Don't edit a damn thing. Okay. And your voice is so recognizable, so I think everybody knew who my guest today is. Um, (laughs) But my guest today, if you don't know, means a lot to a lot of people. For many of us, she's that virtual guru slash best friend that we feel we can turn to for advice, humor, and unapologetic authenticity. But to me, it's a little bit more because she's been a mentor and a guide who really, unbeknownst to her, is a big reason this podcast even exists. Um, Holy crap. (laughs) Each morning morning when she pops up in our Instagram stories, we lean a little bit closer into our screens to make sure we don't miss what wisdom and encouragement she's going to sling our way. She's been both a punching bag and a champion of cannabis, and the world is just getting to see a smidge of her potential. Please welcome my friend, the Mommy Jane. Hello. I'm crying a little bit. Uh, (laughs) I waited so long to be able to talk to you, so I had to try to do it right. (laughs) Well, what a great intro. Wow. Thank you. I am very, very grateful Uh, and very humbled to be here and doing this, and I am so excited. So let's, let's get this on. Yeah. Well, let me start, I guess, first by saying thank you for um, showing up for me because I know how precious your time is right now with, um, you've got a lot going on. (laughs) 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 You've had a lot going on. You've had a crazy couple of weeks and you've been really open, um, to your followers about your journey every step of the way. But I guess for those um, who will be learning about you tonight, which is so cool, um, why don't you give them a little background as to who you are? That's like, okay, great question. Um, I'm known on Instagram as Mommy Jane. I do daily videos to showcase the true lifestyle of coming up in the cannabis industry. I started the Instagram originally to showcase my 100-pound weight loss and getting off of SSRIs. Um, and alcohol consumption, like, I mean, severe, I, I drink with mindfulness now, but like, Mm -hmm. I was not drinking very mindfully back in the day. So I started the Instagram to showcase, um, that cannabis can be wellness. And I wanted to prove to everyone that didn't believe me that you could absolutely live this successful lifestyle and get your life together using cannabis and consciousness. And, um, little did I know the journey it was going to take me on. Let me put it that way. <laughs> and I mean, you guys, for those of you who don't know, I mean, you've only started this a little over a year ago and it's been yeah, a whirlwind. August 24th. Oh my August gosh. 24th, You'll never forget that date ever. 
No, never. I can't believe it. I still can't believe it to this day. But I knew I was going to be starting something that wasn't going to stop anytime soon. I knew I was in it for blood and um, they were going to have to drag my, my dead body away to stop me. So yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> when was the first time you actually like smoked weed? Oh, that's a funny question. Oh my gosh. Um, well, like oh, the cannabis I tried the first time, I wouldn't even know if we could call it cannabis. Right. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was 13, I think like I was in seventh grade Okay. and we were at a sleepover and close to my home. I would think I was, it was on the same block. And one of my best friends lived on my street. It was so cool. And mm-hmm. we were all together with like four girls. We obviously got it from the older sister and we, I think we took only like a hit each, you know, because we were like kind of goody two shoes. Like, look, we were, you know, we were all had like good grades and we weren't like those people that were like getting drunk ever. We never had alcohol. At least I hadn't at that point. I don't, I can't speak for my girlfriends, but uh, yeah, we laughed our faces off though. I remember instantly <laughs> thinking, this is the funniest thing that has ever happened to me. I really? always want to feel like this. Like, yeah, I was just hysterically crying I I posted the photo actually. yes oh my I god prob- that's amazing I yes. probably shouldn't disclose that because I was like 13 years old but whatever you know no that's why we love you because we're like oh my god all of us have a picture like that <laughs> from our childhood. yeah that was the night that was like and my friend was so funny she posted when she posted on Facebook she wrote on the caption I'm so bummed my sister cut out your hand holding the lighter because <laughs> apparently I was holding the lighter up in the photo when they took it and it's a printed photo it's just a picture of a printed photo so that's the only like copy the best he had it yeah so oh, oh my time, you know that was yeah. the first experience and and obviously second one I was like 16 same thing sleepover and that was probably a little bit better cannabis so you know <laughs> the experiences was I remember we looked at the goldfish for like hours really was, like everything yeah we were watching the goldfish and we were listening to like music like old hippie music because my friend's dad was um he worked for George Lucas Okay. And they and they had like this huge house and the mom had like her own wing and so she didn't even care. Like we had pretty much had <laughs> carte blanche on the whole house. And so we were just crank the music, dance around the room, staring at the goldfish for a couple hours, eating a bunch of junk food. So that oh was my, my favorite like first time moment. Like thirteen's cool, but like sixteen was like what you expect, you know, like the high times, like stoner girls. Yeah. Like just doing everything, you know. But we yeah, it was that was fun. That was a fun house to just be at and do things in. And well, yeah. Just, oh. yeah right? I'm like, I grew up in the Midwest. I'm like, this just, just this doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, we just don't have that. Huh? <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I love it. My family's from the Midwest. So I get it. They look at us with wide eyes when we come visit. They're like, oh man, you guys are a whole different breed. I'm sure. You know? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I, don't, I can't even remember what I was doing when I was 13, but it wasn't that in 16. It wasn't that <laughs> I'm making up for lost time, I guess now, but yes, oh, I love it. Nothing wrong with that. Oh no. my God. And it's, I like it at this age of my life. I feel like I have a little bit more control. Um, so you obviously like teenage years, whatever. Um, but did cannabis drop out of your life for a while? And was that when you were like heavily drinking? And when did it come back into oh, your good life? Question. Okay. It would come and go periodically. Like when I tried it at 13 and 16, I was just like, oh, okay. Like it's just, yeah, like, it was the thing, thing. to do. Was, yeah. I was never like, I need to get my hands on that. Like I never thought that way. But like when I got to 19 and I started smoking it, I was like, that was my first start experience of anxiety as well. I oh. thought, 
I need this like every day, all the time. Like that's what I'm trying to Yes, that it totally much. helped me. Good. And I ended up moving to Southern California at, um, just on the whim. And um, I didn't have a connection once I got to Southern California because Northern California was obviously more abundant. Orange County, I moved to Orange County. Oh, my God. I didn't know a damn person, obviously. Oh, my God. So I, oh, I like took up drinking alcohol and like continually smoking cigarettes, like not even like really, but just thinking like that was like the replacement thing. Yeah. And just, unfortunately, just medicating in terrible ways. So um, it took me a couple of years to find cannabis in, in Orange County. And then it would leave me again, depending on like my situations in life and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, once I moved back up to the Bay Area for a little bit and then back down to Southern California, I haven't been really without, except for when I got together with my husband. And he, he is so funny because we knew each other for a year before we dated. He was okay. like pining for me for a long time and I was already <laughs> with somebody. So he was very patient and waited like a year or two before we, um, we started dating I know. He had so no cute. idea what he was getting himself into. He had no fucking idea. I still, every day, I still think he thinks that. Oh my God. He's a cancer. So he's super mellow. Oh yeah. Super duper mellow. And so I'm like this fiery little Aries and he's just like, oh my God, like my wife is so loud. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but he's I love a good that. sport. But the thing is, okay, I'd be going to work stone to the bone every single day. So he knew me like, Jeff, like that's how I was like that. That's I was okay. I, 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 I didn't realize that. So it was that. very weird. Yeah, it was very weird that he, when um we decided to, to like start dating, he was like, "Oh, by the way, I'm like really against like weed and stuff." And I was like, "Uh, you do realize I smoke all the time?" He's like, "Yeah, we got to change that." And I was like, "What the what? fuck? Oh my and god! So, how yeah. did you guys meet?" We went. At, we were work coworkers. We were coworkers. Okay. Okay. So, Sorry. Okay. Yeah, we know those. That's fine. That's a great question. Um, and so yeah, I was just like, "Fuck." I ended up doing it because I'm like, uh, he like kind of guilted me in a way because he had the stigma. Obviously, he was like Hispanic and Catholic and the Catholic guilt and blah, oh blah, yeah, blah, you know. Yeah, I grew so, up like, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom did too, so she like taught me all about the Catholic guilt. She's like, I refuse to raise you guys Catholic because it yes. is too much guilt. Oh, hug your mom <laughs> for me. I love that. <laughs> I, I know. She's like, we feel enough guilt as humans, but I just. Yeah, I appreciate her because I obviously with my anxiety, I'm I'm good. I yeah, no, I hear you. Oh and as a God. mom, obviously, we don't need any more guilt. So no. yeah, he was like severely into the stigma. And then like kind of, you know, I was like, well, I like this guy. And I, and why would I like, and he pretty much was saying like, obviously, this drug is more important than me. Like, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. At, like, it was helping my anxiety. I didn't even get it on the level of that. So for okay. years, I was medicating with alcohol, which is the worst way to medicate for anxiety. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Wait, one of my best friends who's in AA right now, we uh, just had her on the show last week and it'll be airing later um, in 2019. But oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I can't wait for you to hear it. It's so interesting. <laughs> I'm sure it's so relatable. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> but oh, anyways, God. anyways, sorry. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm not the only one. I know there are other women that are going to listen to this oh. out there. That Clearly. have anxiety, that medicate with wine, that medicate with whatever else, you know, tequila, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, I would be so short with my kids. I'm already a fiery person. I've been working for years on my temper. Mm-hmm. And for me to like have alcohol in my system and not have it in my system and then have it in my system and then not have it in my system was just like, I was on this roller coaster of emotions, eating terribly, being too tired to like take care of myself. It was just this awful, like, 
like web I was weaving myself into and I wasn't that person like I was usually like pretty active I was pretty you know I had my moments of of being overweight but I was pretty fit in like my 20s and stuff so I was pretty bummed out that this this became my life you know and I Mm -hmm. knew it was I mean every time I drank it it there got to the point where my lips would pucker up and I'd be like I don't even want to drink alcohol anymore I just want to smoke cannabis I knew I missed it my body was craving it and one day I met this mom at a Halloween parade Mm -hmm. and we hit it off and our kids were the same age oh I know who you're talking about I love yeah (laughs) and a week later she was like you want to go on a mom date and I was like yeah and so we went to this bar restaurant place called Brio. It's like this Italian bistro. Yeah. And we started yeah, at the bar. Here, yeah. You probably have them too. Yeah, they're changed. And so um, we we sat at the bar. And she's like, you want to go to the restroom with me? And I was like, uh, okay. Like usually when you're at the bar, you like watch someone drink. Right. You think much of it, you know? She's like being so sly because that's how Rachel is. And yes. so she like pulls me into the handicapped restroom and pulls out this pen. She's like, take a hit, push the button and take a hit off this. I was like, <laughs> what she's like you're from the bay area like you smoke pot right i was like yeah oh my god she's so, so like cool. i take this straw and i blow it out and i'm like coughing up a storm i remember it was a jetty extract i'll never forget oh my god oh my gosh and it was like when they were so much darker it was like brown as dirt and because this is god knows how many years ago i don't even know how many now four probably four years ago and i had like seen the light i was like let me get this straight i can smoke this shit and no one's gonna smell it I don't have to bring a lighter. I don't have to grind anything. Yeah. I don't have to buy anything. I don't have to waste shit out. Like, what is this fucking magic pen? Yes. And so she's telling me about the vape pen. And then she's like, well, I have a medical card and I'll just start getting you some when I go on Fridays. And so Fridays was like the day, you know, we'd meet up. Yes. I would save like my allowance because I was a stay-at-home <laughs> mom. So like he would give me, you know, like an allowance. Yeah, you budget and like, you know what you yeah. get. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And so I would, yeah, budget my shit. And then I would get like my cards for the, and it was so funny. My tolerance was so low. It's still pretty low because I microdose, but um, like even lower then because I think like a cart, I think like a half, like um cart would last, last me like the whole week or something like yeah. I buy like only one cart a week it was so funny yeah and we didn't know what the fuck we were buying like we didn't know not. how cannabinoids worked with our endocannabinoid system and so we were just going off of names and like I thought I needed sativa I thought that's what I wanted like in my mm-hmm. mind I was like yeah I want to like go 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 and she would always get like indica heavy stuff because she didn't realize she needed it for her fibromyalgia at the right. time you know I'm literally so, going through that, a similar thing with my body. It's changing for what oh I need. It's crazy. God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. And I think that changes too, because when I was a wine drinker, I went through every wine as a phase. Like I was a cab drinker and then I was a okay. Pinot Grigio and a Pinot Noir. So I feel like my taste with cannabis kind of goes with what I need for terpenes when it comes to like ailments or age too. I think Correct. maybe with different ages will just need different terpenes and different cannabinoid profiles and all that stuff. So yeah, um, I'm just really grateful for her because even though we were both smoking in the cannabis closet together without our husbands knowing, mm-hmm. like occasionally we would be so bad and get like an edible. And <laughs> we didn't know the first time we got a Corova and we didn't realize how strong they were. Cause we were like, Oh yes. yeah, we've had edibles before. Like, yeah, totally. And so we just took a bite. I think it was each and we watched Bad Moms, and both of us were, like, falling asleep on the couch, like, whoa, oh my what? God, this was way too strong. Yeah, we were, like, because this was, like, years ago. Yeah. Now I can eat, like, 100 milligrams, and I don't feel a damn thing, because yeah. my pain hurts so much, but 
but then I was just like such a slow, low tolerance. It was so funny. And if she's going to listen to this, she's probably going to be laughing because <laughs> I like, we couldn't eat Coromas ever since. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, obviously I have since then, but like at the time, you know, you're so new. Yeah. You're so new that everything is so influential and so big. And like, you know, you just want to be so careful and weary, but we were guinea pigs. We were our own guinea pigs. We were just buying whatever we could for whatever was available out in Rancho Cucamonga, California, which really yeah. isn't much. <laughs> You know, you get what you can. And so we were just trying whatever we could. And and, and that's pretty much how it all started. But he, I was heavy in the cannabis closet. He had no idea. And the vapes were definitely hidden. And sometimes, like, I'd go home and visit home. <laughs> excuse me. And my uncle or aunt would give me, like, a gram or, like, an ace to bring back mm-hmm. to Southern California. And I would stretch that thing because I microdose. Oh, so I would, like, that's my life. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it would just stretch forever. And so, like, sometimes I'd have the flower, but I'd have to time it so my husband would know because he worked in Irvine at the time. So he would, like, leave the house and have to, like, make sure at so least an hour because he'd come back and he'd forget <laughs> something. Yeah. That's how he ended up in Irvine because he was driving, like, freaking 20 hours a week. So. Oh my yeah, god! It's all connected now. Now, yeah, now we're here. So yeah, now you see the journey of how we <laughs> ended up to where we ended up. But yeah, he had no fucking clue for. Well, he says he knew, but which is so sweet because that means he knew and he just let me do it. He, well, know? he saw that it was probably making you feel better. Or at least that's what yeah, I told even myself. though he was so against it. And now he like has a card himself, and he was going through his uh, messenger bag today, and he's pulling out like uh, Pete Petra or whatever those uh, yeah, are called, oh, yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. like plus gummies i'm like who are you like what the heck You're, oh my god i don't even know you it. anymore you have more product in your in your bag than i do because lately i haven't even been carrying it with me i've been just going and being so busy and driving around that i'm like i just can't i just can't even like take the chance of even just ha- having it with me to even want to try it throughout the day you know what i mean so yeah yeah no whole... i'm actually coming off of a two-month tolerance break <laughs> that is a really long break what made you take such a long break? yeah well part of it it wasn't planned it was literally living in a prohibition state I couldn't get it and um so it wasn't something that I tried you know did I literally stretched as long as I could go and then it was no more <laughs> and oh um gosh. so yeah lots of weird like ebbs and flows over the last two months but um I started um it's kind of funny I started again like Oh, last weekend sometime. And just again, like tiny, tiny microdosing. And since then my content, my writing, it's like, it, it can't get out of me fast enough. It's like, it's been pent up. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't it the best? It is the fuel for my fire. Yeah. And I know it's yours too. It I'm is. I'm surprised you launched your career as well as you have without it the last few months. Cause I feel like the last few months you've really picked up speed. So I'm very impressed to hear Oh, and you've that's done it so primarily nice. without cannabis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. CBD I'm, always, um, just because, you know, that's yes. available and necessary. But um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I, but I just did not, I doubted myself a lot. And I know that had a lot to do with like cosmically what's going on. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was just, it was bizarre walking through that. So um, yeah, I, I know that microdosing and and stretching it out for long periods of time and feeling like you need to hide it. I mean, I feel like that was my life just up until like four months ago, you know? Oh my gosh. So, and that's oh. cool because that's when I like met you and, um, you know, all the other, well, I, I found you and then I reached out and I now know that I was one of like 700 DMs. So you 
don't even worry about it if you come across it. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was like one of those things where I reached out and I was like, thank you. I always felt like you were like anywhere from like two to like six months ahead of where I was in like letting people know about my cannabis use. Yeah. So it was really cool that like I had you as a guide and you've become that to so many people. What's that like for you? Um, I get emotional a lot, to be honest. There's a lot of messages I get. Um, Jessica, my now virtual assistant knows, like I get sent a lot of really heavy stuff, a lot of emotional stuff. And it's really humbling to see the encouraging messages that I get from people and how many lives that I'm changing. And sometimes I'll screenshot them and send them to my mom, you know, because I know she's not, she doesn't know these people. I just want to share, show her like, you know, the difference that I'm crazy somehow making in this world that I never really anticipated. Like no one, no one realizes the power that they have until they start to use it at all. And we all have the potential to influence people this way and be a light for people's days and even a light for people's nights as well. Because I know I've pulled people out of really heavy, dark stuff. And I'm just, it's, it's overwhelming to know that I have had that much power, but it's also like, that's the human experience right there. And I'm obviously like living it all. I'm living every moment, like the way I'm supposed to be. And I don't feel like I'm wasting a day of my life doing what I do. And whether or not the DM stopped tomorrow, like I know the impact I've made so far is more than I could have hoped for. And I know there's going to be more because the more people I reach and the more, more platforms I'm given, the more people I'm going to help. And it's just going to be the greatest life I've ever lived. I'd love that. But you you feel so deeply, <laughs> and I don't I do. think, and I, and I love that, and I think that's why people feel like they can come to you with anything. I think that's really cool. Um, I, I mean, I myself felt that way, and I have really, um, I guess, in the last couple of years, I, I feel things different. You know what I mean? Like my chest now gets heavy when I'm like, I, I guess the more open I've become to experiences. It, comes in more I guess I, I don't absolutely. know if that makes any sense but absolutely um, it is 100% true yeah so <laughs> that's exhausting and I don't think people realize how exhausting that is for you yeah <laughs> I didn't realize how exhausting it was for me until I stepped into the position that um, I guess I was destined to have you know mm-hmm. there was a time um, it was New Year's before the year, the year I actually started the mommy Jane. So it was New Year's of 2017 and I was at Clifton's in Los Angeles, which is a, a 1940s remake of a, of a nightclub. Okay. And they've, it's all, it's all uh, embellished with, with taxidermy and a fake four story tree in the middle of it. And I'm standing at the top of the fourth floor and it's right at midnight as it's striking. And I'm just going, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? What am I supposed to be doing? And I hear this whisper in my head and it says, help women. And so I just, that was it for me. Like I, and after that, there was a crusade and this was before I'd even met Ozzy. This was before I'd even like, let's have my husband know about my cannabis. Like I was still in the closet heavily at that time. And just hearing that whisper and knowing that like, I'm, I am here for my calling and I am prepared. I'm totally prepared and I am so ready for this. And that's why I cry every single day because I know Mm -hmm. this is my guardian angels showing me every single step of the way what I'm supposed to be doing. Sometimes I wish they would show me a little bit more details because right? I'm like really lost right now. But yeah. more often than not, they're really good at guiding me. And I'm really grateful for the journey that, um, that's why it's been so swift. I, I listen to my guys. I listen to my little voice that's in my mm-hmm. head. I think we all tune ours out 
or we don't think it's real. We just go, oh God, that's such a crazy idea. Don't do that. But do it. Do what they're telling yep. you to do. Do do it all. That's oh, when I started having funny. breakthrough. When yeah. I started like listening up, or not even like listening, but acknowledging when I saw a sign, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like had um, like a guide or it's, for me, it's songs and um, this bird that always shows up or butterflies. It's really weird. <laughs> um, but like, I, I have to tune into that. And I like before have the conversation even started, I was like driving down like the interstate and like six butterflies like landed on my car. <laughs> like, what? Oh my God. You know what I mean? So it's always things like that. And I just kind of smile to myself. I'm like, I see you. Okay. I'm, I'm making the right decisions. And people just got to tap into that. And I feel like you do. And I think that's why I connected with you so much. Um, yes. What are some of the, I guess, what's been the craziest thing thus far for you with all of this? Um, people being shy to meet me. <laughs> really? It's really, that is so strange to me because I'm like, I am like, I, I don't, I don't know what would be so intimidating about me. I just want, you know, people to be able to talk to me, but it's so sweet when people are just so shy and they're so excited to meet someone like, it's just, I'm just a regular freaking human being. And it's so crazy to see someone see me in, a, in, in a, such a different light. You, you see the eyes shift. And these people look at you and there's like a glisten in their eyes when they look at you. And it's like no one else looks at you. It's the same way my kids look at me. And it's like a uh, special loving way that I see when I meet people that have like are excited to see me for the first time. And they're like, oh, I followed you for like six months or a year or whatever the heck it's been because it varies depending on who I meet. And it's really special to connect with people because they already feel like they know me and I already want to get to know them, you know, mm-hmm. I, my goal is to meet as many people as possible in this lifetime. It pains me that I'm, I'm virtual. I hate being virtual all the time. I don't want to be virtual. I want to be mobile. I want to travel. I want to see everybody and, and touch them and hug them and, and know them, you know, mm-hmm. but um, it's just really humbling to meet people that are excited to meet me. That is like the craziest thing. And, and going to like, high times and the Cresco event and these gorgeous events where you're just pampered and you can't even believe that like this is your real life you know and god being in fucking prince like that was so cool your husband's work when you're you know I just I couldn't believe that like all those things like you just dream about as a child and you get to do it you know Mm -hmm. I'm living my dream I'm living every girl's dream I'm living most people's dream I would say you know not necessarily the cannabis but like a in the sort of like you're living your dream out sort of thing. Yes. And yeah. that's huge. You know, I'm hitting all my marks. And I the cool thing is is like I've done a lot of cool shit in my life. I've done some television shows and I've been in a punk rock band and I've done all and I've, I've done all these things I've ever wanted to do. And not everybody can say that, you know? Yeah. And I'm really, really lucky. And I wanted to be a stay at home mom and I've had the opportunity to do that too. And I've enjoyed being a bartender. I've enjoyed all my roles in my life that I've had to play. And I wouldn't take any of them back, you know? Yeah. God, it's given me so much strength to endure this industry. And you need to have fucking balls to survive. <laughs> and you know it. I hope I give everyone their balls every day. That's like my You goal. do. Like, you do. And that's <laughs> why I think, I mean, literally, we, we do. We like lean into our phones and we're like, what's, what's she going to say today? <laughs> you know, you do. You have that effect on people. And I think it's really, really cool. Really, really you cool. Know, I- if I have to put my head on the guillotine in order to make some, make some waves in this industry, then so be it. I just don't, 
I, you know, I, I put up with some stuff for some too, for too long. And I, I admit that mm-hmm. I, I let things go a little bit too far in the industry and how things are handled in the influencer uh, program and how it's settled. But let me tell you, every single email that has come in since I wrote that post and since I've said what I've said on the, on the stories, mm-hmm. I have been getting paid. See? So yes. there is something to be said. And there if is. I have to pave the way for other women, then I've just done it. Now, no one's going to ever email anybody again without saying, by the way, these are what our rates are. And this is what we expect. And here are the guidelines. And this is the, how long it's going to last. And this is what we expect with you and sign your name and the law. I, you know, I, I, refuse to work with anybody now unless I have a contract from now on and I am just so grateful that I I, I'd rather take all the freaking bullets for these women I don't want anybody else to suffer in the way that I have just like I don't want my kids to suffer like I have I don't want the other women in the industry after me because this is so new that I don't want them to have to deal with what I've dealt with and I want them to be able to pay their bills doing shit that costs their time and their money and their effort yeah You carry it for a lot of people and it shows, you know, and then I think people too are just like, how can we help? And then that becomes more overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, that's also true. I know, you know, I, I couldn't have asked for so many wonderful people in my life that, that want to be a part of it right now. Yeah. And I, I got to figure out a way that I can incorporate this on a large scale so that I can see people more often so that we feel like we're still connected because it's so difficult to have the one-on-ones that everybody asks for, you know, in fact, oh, of course. Going, I'm going to lunch tomorrow or breakfast tomorrow. And I'm seeing two friends that I, that they're both separate people on Instagram that I'm friends with, but I have to see them at the same time because I just oh. don't have the time to split my time like that. And it's just how that has to be from now on. Yeah. So or for this season for right now until the next thing changes, you know? Yes. That's- gosh, I know. I know. I'm figuring like out when it, when this agency thing works out, I'll be able to render my time like a little bit differently. But for now, I'm just picking and choosing my battles and kind of combining. Yeah, but I'm sure like, that has to be stressful for someone like you who, you know, is looking forward to being able to manage your time. But like, also, I feel like you might take it as, are they going to take away like the authenticity that people really love? If they do that, that is my biggest fear. That is yeah. my biggest fear. That's why I never got it. Uh, I, I was told months ago I should have gotten like a PR person, and I, yeah. I was thinking like I don't want to relinquish my control, and I don't want to lose the mommy Jane because I've been on television enough to know how much control mm-hmm. there is. And you guys already know reality TV is not fucking real, and it's literally you take it with a grain of salt. You know, right? Like, it's a fabricated version. They took a they took a fraction of my life and amplified a small piece of my pie when I was on TV. And it was so much fun. It was so fun to play a character of me that I never got to really hone in on in a long time. So it's just, that's that's the great thing about TV is you get to just be whoever and whatever the hell they want you to be and whoever the hell you want to be. And I, I love it. I love that part, but it's, it's also just very exhausting, you know, like you were just saying to have to embody other roles too. What, um, what are you most excited about right now, career-wise? Um, gosh, you know, I know I you're really, in a stage of limbo right now, so it's, yeah, it's, it's really, really hard, hard to be excited right yeah. now because, you know, once That's I honest. find and I figure out who I'm going to go with, I, I, I will be able to celebrate a little bit more, you know, and mm-hmm. I know that the season's going to come soon. I, and I keep telling myself, Jessica, this is like just the calm before the storm. 
you know, the minute that happens, it's like your, your life is just going to take off. Obviously I already feel like it is, but you, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's going to be completely out of my control at that point. And, um, um, I, yeah, I just don't want to, like you were saying earlier, I just don't want to lose, lose myself in that. Oh gosh, that's my biggest thing is I don't want to lose myself in that, that moment. And I, and that's why I'd make it really clear on the videos every day to just tell people like, I don't, I don't want to change. So just know that if, if I change, know that I'm telling you right now, I don't want to, and it's not, yeah. me. this is, this is me. And I hope that I can still continue to do the videos and tell the journey along the way, because why not, why not give an insider's view of what it's like to grow in the industry can continue on. Like, I don't feel like the, the story should end now just because um, I'm, because I'm doing some something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited for next year because I want to travel. I want to go to like, Colorado or Portland or Canada or all of the above like I want yeah. that. I want to I want to travel as much as possible um I'm looking forward to collaborating with the Cannabom for Mother's Day Yay. again awesome and yeah I just I just want to do cool, more cool shit and I'm looking forward to doing these taboo talks with um some of the ladies of LA and the desert it's nice yeah to talk to me about that I saw that today <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's so funny. We we did the uh, Mary Jane Film Festival together mm-hmm. and or not festival, but uh the the screening together yeah. and it was it was such a hit that they they immediately the next day they put me in a thread and said, "We want to do a series of talks with you." That was really good. Oh, I said, that's a good feeling. All right. Yeah. That was my first speaking engagement that I got paid at and I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. Like they really set the tone for me for what I wanted. Like once I realized I could get paid, I was like, wait a minute. Why isn't fucking anybody else paying me then? Hold on a second. (laughs) It like dawned on me, you know, like, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) So I can get paid to do this. I don't have to just drive out here and spend my gas money and like my time and all this stuff. Yes. Oh my God. You know, but I think that makes you relatable though. And I think that's why so many people say like, oh, she did it. And you talked about it. You didn't talk about just the fun stuff. You talk about the, the stuff that's not glamorous. That's not fun. And I think that gives people, I know it gave me, um, like, Hey, I can do something like that. (laughs) You know, like I just, you have to put in the work. And I think that you really stress that a lot. So I don't think, I know your fear is that you're going to lose a little bit of who you are in this, but like, look at it from the perspective that your personality is so big. It's not going to get lost. (laughs) The people that follow you, you know, the people that follow you are going to follow you. That's not going to be lost on them. And I know you don't want to feel like you're going to let people down or not answer the things, but in order for you to evolve, like, I feel like your listeners and your followers and people like that are going to have to evolve with you. Otherwise they shouldn't be your follower at that period in your life. Yeah. I've already seen a difference of my, some of the followers I used to have even just like a year ago and they, some of, some of them have dropped off and, and then like new ones now that have come in, I'm like, Oh my God, like these are some like new chicks that just come up in the last like two weeks. And it's just so crazy to see these women come in and like, it's like a whole new batch. I know it's going to change again. And I mean, I have yeah. obviously my diehards that I freaking love and I know, and I'm just so grateful for them too. And having, you know, my neighborhood, like I know some of the, like, I know these homes that are built in my neighborhood and I know their house as well. And it's really, really nice. It's so awesome to have created such a great community and have people cross pollinate because of me. And I know girlfriends that are like, Oh my God, I got so many orders after doing a live with you. Thank you so much. You know, yeah. so it's really cool to see like abundance all around. And 
I, I read uh, Think and Grow Rich like about this time last year when I was really realizing I wanted to get the hell out of my head and into the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. And they said the best way to make money is to help others make money. Yeah. So my biggest thing was to create a community to reach out to each other so that we could all succeed, all support each other. Because, you know, this industry, and I say this all the time with almost every interview I do, this industry will drag us to our bloody knuckles and knees if we allow it to. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that we reach out to our girlfriends and our even our husbands, whatever, but especially our community, our industry. We should not see each other as threats. We should just see each other as neighbors and help each other out. You see what you, you back in the day, we used to help our neighbors. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we don't help our neighbors anymore. And I really just want to see the cannabis community that I create around me as a neighborhood. I've called so many wonderful people this week to try and get some insight on this decision-making. And I am so mm-hmm. grateful for the intelligence and, and just thought provoking people and just so grateful that they would take the time out for me and, um, you know, make my dreams a reality to guide me in the right direction as well. And I'm, I'm humbled by this whole experience, really as stressful as it's been because I have fucking cried from stress, (laughs) but, but it's just been, it's a great growing pain. Like I needed to get through this and like, just shira myself through this thing, you know, like raise my sword and gallop down that mountain and get ready for battle because it's coming. Well, what is getting you prepared for that? I, I mean, meditate what? a lot. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, what else do you mean? Like what else is motivating me? Yeah. I guess what I, I know you talk about the women and you don't, you, you'd rather take the bullets for people and stuff like that. And, and I, I mean, thank you, first of all, Yeah, you know, but I mean, I guess what, what besides the plant gets you up and gets you going every day to want to do this? Like, where does that drive come from? The drive comes from the fact that I don't want ever, I don't want anybody that felt the way that I felt being bloated and miserable and just boozed up. I don't want them to feel that way if they don't have to and they don't want to anymore. I I want them to stumble across my page or I want their friend to refer me or their aunt or their hairdresser and show them that you can totally live this healthy life and you can live a positive life. You can totally change your thought process. You can change the whole game of things. It's up to us to paint that picture every single day. And and even if we're not feeling it, you just do it because we should just be grateful to be alive. I've come so close to death. One of the times you guys have actually been around to see, see me through and, you know, it's so, so shattering when you get that close to me and wondering if you're ever going to see your kids again and you just thank god every day that you're breathing you, you hug them so tight and you breathe their hair in and you're just so grateful to be their mom and yeah. that's what drives me is to make this viable for my children make this a sustainable plant and a, an experience for everybody in the future for, for their future and that's what drives me every day it's for my kids it's for the future of people that don't want to feel like shit anymore they don't want to be a, a, a trapped to, to their to their pills and, and, and want an alternative. I want to prove to them that you absolutely can be that person and live that lifestyle. You can absolutely have your cake and eat it too. Always so well spoken. <laughs> I it, it it I'm a little speechless because you just you say it the way people need to hear it, and I think that's why you have so much success. I, I really appreciate that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Were you always this like conscious? <laughs> my, ch- my kindergarten um, 
teacher, my first grade teacher and my second grade teacher all wrote, your daughter's very conscientious. She's very like aware. She's always asking questions and wanting to know the details and, and wanting to be friends with everybody and treats everybody with respect. And I didn't, you know, I used to read those things as a kid because I was like in third grade and curious, but yeah, of course, you know, it really makes a lot of sense now because I've always wanted the best for humanity. I've always been an empath since day one. I've always been generous. I've always been that person that will just, you know, give the clothes off my back in order for someone to, to have a better life because I know what a good life is because now I have it. And if it means I have to give up something now so that someone else can have a good life and so be it, which is another reason why I want to be successful. I want to be successful so I can take care of so many freaking people. I used to read the page sixes in the San Francisco Chronicle and think, I'm going to be a philanthropist and I'm going to donate all my freaking money to all these causes too. (laughs) That was me at like 13, you know? So were your parents uh, really mindful? Very. I have karma tattooed on my arm because they raised me treat people the way you want to be treated because what goes around comes around. And so Mm. my parents were always saying, you're the light, be the light, see the light. Um, And I never got that until I started studying consciousness and mindfulness. But actually recently I've been kind of teaching them a little bit and got my mom into Abraham Hicks and Mm -hmm. my father uh, is into Joe T and, and, you know, all these other things now. So it's pretty cool. Like we all share we're, I, I've mentioned this before, but we share a, a, a thread in my text messages and that we share mindful, you know, YouTubes to each other. So it's great yeah. to see um, that sort of relationship because, you know, I was estranged from my father for a little bit because he had opiate abuse. Okay. We're both recovered from uh, substance abuse when it comes to pills and misprescriptions, you know, misprescribed uh, dosages and all that stuff and just going overboard and just doctors not knowing how to say no, you know, my yeah, dad would yeah. go back for more and he would, they would say, yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead, go for it. And every month he'd be up in it, up in it, up in it. So we're both survivors and we're both on cannabis and we're both very conscious now. And I'm just so grateful for the relationship that I have with, um, my my family and I'm grateful for uh, cannabis because it makes us all well and it may not be for everybody but I'm grateful that it is for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What um growing up, what was your childhood like? Oh my gosh, naked hot tubs. Like my dad would take like lavender baths. It was just like we we're such hippie liberal. It was so Marin. Like we my parents were like the typical Marinites. They had the hot tub in the backyard. They had like parties all the time. We always had backyard parties. People were always smoking pot because it was just the norm. You know, I never had that like indulgence. I never had that need. I never went and my parents never had like cannabis in their house. They weren't into cannabis until like recently. So mm-hmm. that was kind of funny, but my, their family members and the parties were always, always like full of it. Just willy nilly, just whatever. It was just a really relaxed environment. They own a nursery and they work a lot. They work like 70 hours a week. So I I raised myself pretty much by myself with my brother a lot and uh, learned at a very young age how to cook and, you know, clean and take care of myself. So I think that's another reason why I had that maternal edge um, from the get go and um, fierce too, and also very protective and also very defensive. I think that's like, you know, all from being in that sort of realm in my childhood and just having to have that like that tough kid mentality. I was also bullied a lot growing up because I was smart. I was fat. I had braces. I played in the band. I played the baritone (laughs) saxophone. How nerdy is that? And I carried it home. You guys. Fuck. 
I mean, I I was my own chastity belt. I didn't have to worry about oh anyone God, getting hilarious. my ass pregnant in middle school and high school. I had oh, I like close the trifecta. I had the quad. I had the quad. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I watched She's All That. I was like, really? Glasses? That's it? Oh, I know. Oh, that's just not even fair. Yeah. I was oh like, my give, gosh. Her, give her some more shit, okay? <laughs> Here, take some of mine. <laughs> take some of mine. Yes. Oh my god! And it rained a lot up in the Bay Area, and cars was like, yeah. Oh my god! Like commiserate. Like, do you need a ride home? Like, obviously, I'm not gonna take a ride home from a stranger. But it's like Marin, <laughs> so like all these hippies are like, get in my Volvo and put your baritone in the back. You know, hitchhiking was the norm too. So. My parents were really open. It was a really open dialogue growing up. And Oh my gosh, um, that's so like polar opposite of me. That's so wild. Like it doesn't even seem real when you're saying it. Like I can't even get there. Like that childhood oh would be God. like that. That's so crazy. Well, you grew up in Texas. My no, I didn't grow up in Texas. I grew up, well, I, I've i lived in Texas me. for the last like, oh gosh, almost, gosh, I don't know. Almost 15 years. Oh, okay. Um and then, but I grew up like all over the Midwest, a little bit on the East Coast. I kind of moved around a lot. So, um, okay. okay. Yeah, but it was not like that. <laughs> we had no, like alcoholic, nothing. Catholics, passive aggressives. <laughs> that's, that's what we have up there. They had some boozy, boozy years. I remember them having oh, boozy years. I remember at one point when I was 17, my dad's like, I'm going to quit drinking alcohol. And I was like, oh, wow. So he he had his like awakening himself, but then mm-hmm. he also had his opiate abuse during that time, like a little soon after too. So it's like, you know, he had to figure himself out and he's like so great now and he's so wonderful and he's such a loving man. And he That's even so told awesome. me, he's like, call me tomorrow so I can help you figure this out. I want to be there for you because like he always senses, like my dad has had psychic abilities since like, obviously since day one. And then it obviously got passed down to me. So anything that I have that's like intuitive is from him. Okay. And he's always told me about my abilities and he's always like, never like made me shun away from them. Um, it was my own fault for not practicing them growing up even more. I would do it with my friends. I would predict songs that would come on the radio. I would predict people like partners, like before they would date. I'm like, Oh my God, so-and-so and so-and-so are going to be dating soon. And people would be like, no way. And I would predict um, outcomes for uh, like king and queen. I'd always vote for the ones I knew were going to win, and I'd always get the right ones every single time. And I've won. And your daughters are starting stuff. to do that now, aren't they? Yes, my Hazel's <laughs> very intuitive. I like like she's even well. I learned from Sana Canna, Silvana. Yeah. That, um, the kids when it gets past, I think I was telling you earlier, it gets past stronger and stronger per generation. So I can only imagine how Hazel's like channeling it because. She says stuff that's like, I've looked up her intuitiveness and there's like different, there's like nine different types of intuition that we all have as humans. We all have it. We just, it's up to us to hone into the psychic abilities if we want to or not. So um, she has a few of them and I was like, wow, like this makes a lot of sense. So uh, look them up, Google things if you guys are curious. They're kind of, kind of woo woo cool stuff just to tickle your brain with every once in a while. But um, yeah, it is, I'm really grateful that I didn't you know everything was just open my parents were like don't do drugs you can smoke pot but don't do drugs or I'm gonna disown you <laughs> that was pretty much it like, yeah I, yeah don't touch heroin don't touch cocaine like but of course I ended up finding like other stuff along the way that wasn't probably the best thing <laughs> for me but whatever I'm here now and they're very proud of me <laughs> that's that's really special I love that I yeah love they they've got to just be blown away by all of this too oh 
beyond. They, my mom and dad are like texting me all the time. We're so proud of you. We can't believe it. We told you you were going to do amazing things. We told you you were going to be incredible. You're doing it all. Like they're just, they're like so great. The way I talk to you guys is how my parents like talk to me. So yeah. it's like I regurgitate like the love that I get from them. And I just push it, push it a lot to you every single day so that you guys get it. Because, you know, I know not everybody has that relationship with their parents. So yeah, I, my cup's full. I got to let my cup pour over into you guys or I can't fill my cup up again. Right. That's just how it yeah, works. You got to give from the overflow for sure. Yeah. How is your brother with it? That's got to be weird from a sibling standpoint. I know my brother, I haven't even, like we talked like a couple days ago because he was asking about the agencies and stuff Mm -hmm. and he's in recovery himself. Okay. Yeah. So I can only imagine like, he's probably like, oh my God, my, like my, my, my sister like totally made this lifestyle out of like, in his mind, I'm I'm assuming he's got to see it as a drug still, you know, because it's psychoactive, but yeah. um, in my mind, like, I wish he would try CBD, but I'm never going to, like, make anybody. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do, but um, I think he would benefit, maybe enjoy it more than he thinks. But he's a masseuse, and I think he would enjoy giving CBD massages to people as well up in the Bay Area. Oh, so, that's, yeah, um, that'd be cool. But they're blowing away. Like, they've, they've told me my whole life, they've always thought, like, Jessica, you're going to do something so big. Like, you have such a big personality. Like, this town's too small for you. You got to get out of here that kind of like thing, you know, they were always so supportive. And um, every little thing that I did that was like kind of funky along the way, they're like, Oh, my God, of course you did. Of course, this is happening. Like, we're not surprised, you know. <laughs> so it's they've, they've been like hearing little bits, like throughout my life, like I've had a really lucky, really cool, really odd life. I've, um, when I was 18, ended up on like slightly stupid tour bus and partied with them for like 24 hours and took a $300 taxi cab back home to Huntington <laughs> Beach because we were like out in the desert and my friend's like, we're staying. Okay. And I was like, okay. And my girlfriend's like, well, I'm driving back. So we stayed just weird, crazy shit. Like I've had a cool life. So yeah, like, no matter what happens to me along the way, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. Like even if it all ended tomorrow, I did it. I did everything I ever wanted to do. And I, 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 I live my life to the fullest and I'm still doing it as I record this podcast with you. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you, um, I guess, what questions do you still have for cannabis or for the industry? Where are you at on uh, that? People ask you questions all day long. What are some of the questions that you have? Questions I have for cannabis. Um, I would like it to be more sustainable. I would like to have more federal, re- I would like to have federal regulation, obviously, mm-hmm. sustainability. I would like for there to be a fast track for people that are getting a sponge to get uh, into the industry to get jobs right away so that they get priority for jobs in the industry after being convicted um, for having like a fucking gram on them in the right. last 20 years. So that would be nice to uh, see those, those movements happening. Um, it would be nice to see more people of color, women of color being influencers as well. And I say this as a white woman, I know my luck in this industry. Oh yeah. I don't think no. I don't wake up every day knowing my worth and what the fuck is happening. Okay. I I'm, I'm not turning a blind eye to it. Yep. I get it. I totally freaking get it. And I can't control it. I am just myself. I am who I am. It is me. Okay. I'm this tall, awkward white woman and that's just it. And I think there needs to be more people of color out there. I don't think it should just be people that look like me. I yeah. Think there's plenty of people that look at me. I think people are sick of probably seeing people that look like me. 
I'm sick of seeing people like me. No, I say that all the time. I say that all the time. That's really funny. So, yeah, more people of color, please hire them. Put them modeling. Put them everywhere. Jesus, just give them a voice. Give them a face. Stop giving me the microphone so much. Yeah, no, for sure. I Seriously. That's kind of what this podcast is, right? (laughs) A lot of people. I'm like, I want to just talk to the everyday people who are like living their lives next to us. Like, I'm just so interested because we just don't know. And like you, you kind of hit on it too, with like the agency and things like that. Everything's fabricated. So like even just sitting down and talking to you, it's been different than maybe the content that you, you put out there because that's what you want. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's nice to see the different, the different sides of things. I think it's really fun. It's really, really fun. Your questions are phenomenal, and they're questions that I haven't even really, some of them I haven't even thought about myself, and I I love, you know, getting into that weird realm where I'm like, shit, I love the questions for the industry, though. I would like there to be better standards for the social influencers, you guys. We are the new marketing. Yeah. Instagram does not allow marketing. It doesn't get you paid promotions unless you're like Coria or like MedMen, but even then, for the most part, you can't. You're very limited with your advertisers. You know our value. Know the Instagrammer's worth understand that there are dozens of eyes on this. I get 55,000 people touching on my screens a week. Wow. I get the stats. So it is not lying to me that that, many, that much traffic is looking through my stuff. They don't have to follow me, but at least they're seeing it. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Know that there's eyes on you guys too, whether you have a business account or not to see those stats. There are eyes following you at all times. And you have no idea who's watching you. And it's very important that you're always putting your best face forward if you want to be in this industry. And at this point, I don't care if I have bad days and show them because people know who I am. And the people that want to align themselves with me will. And the people that don't will fall to the wayside. So I'm building, I'm building my industry, my side of the industry on honesty. And I hope that uh, our industry decides to start doing the same. Yeah, I I slow clap for you again. Like, yes, absolutely. Like that's Thank you. that's exactly what this is. It's uh yeah, that's really neat. I don't know. I struggle because it's it's really funny that we talked today, actually, because like I said, you were one of the first people that I followed um with microdosing mama and all of that stuff. Wow, and then like you. I slowly started seeing you talk about how, you know, you started to show your face and like Last week was the first time I actually ever even posted a photo. I've only always just done stories and that changed the game for me. And then today I changed my LinkedIn (laughs) and I don't know why, but that was the hardest one for me because I feel like my, um, you, you know, that, that side of my life is now really, really vulnerable (laughs) because it was all of my, you know, contacts, my colleagues, my employers throughout like the last decade. And they have no idea as far as they know, I like, yeah, they think I'm just like the stay at home mom. So I just kind of like put it off, put it off, put it off. And then with the website launching for, for this podcast and all this stuff, just kind of coming together, I was like, I'm just going to do it. And it's been very interesting the amount of people that are now looking <laughs> that had no idea before. And I really love it. <laughs> That's my favorite. The curious eyes are my favorite. And you're really brave because you're in a prohibition state. Like I struggled with that and I only made my LinkedIn like a month ago and I am in California. So I can only yeah. imagine how you felt, but I used to be an event planner and I was part of IAAP, which is 
international administrative professionals like uh-huh. and I was the I was the chair for like their event planning and stuff so like I was horrified to flip over and realize like all those old older like friends of mine and contacts were yes. probably gonna lose their hair if they like saw yes. I was now in the cannabis <laughs> industry and writing they're gonna be like oh my god that's where she went for the last five years like this yeah. is she disappeared, you know? Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's coming. And LinkedIn is so silly too. Cause like you try to like do your fresh content and then it's like a bunch of like 50 year olds and like random things oh acting God. like it's Facebook. It just stresses me out. And I'm like, I can't do this. This was a big mistake. <laughs> I'm like, but the universe is telling me to do it because it's the right thing to do. And this is how people can find me. And so just like that, the complexities of either side of it are just so funny to me right now. Yeah. Yes, it's hard. You know, you want to know which ones to spend your time on too. You want to make sure that yeah. the platforms we're, we're using, because like you were saying, our time is so precious right now. Am I spending the right time, like amount of time, all these things? And it's just so nerve wracking to be like, okay, because I got my, you know how iPhone, I don't know if you have an iPhone, but my iPhone tells me how much time I spend. And I was, yeah, I know they did that. Stuff. I don't have, yeah, I don't have an iPhone. Oh, nine plus hours a day. And I was like, I got it down last week to seven hours and 34 minutes average. And I was like, I see that as a fucking win. Like, yeah, that is a win. You know? Yeah. God, if I can just keep it underneath the eight hour realm, like, why am I killing myself working for myself? That's the whole reason. Like I didn't become this entrepreneur to, to do backbreaking work, but I think this week I started to find my flow of like posting and, and, you know, doing the reviews and stuff like that, like I'm starting to just get into it, but I had to let my friends like just fall to the wayside. And a lot of them are in the industry and it's like, mm-hmm. fuck, I feel really bad, but I can't answer all these texts anymore. I got to just work on the reviews that are just piling up. And yeah, these companies are waiting for me and I'm waiting for, you know, this product to get moved so I can either uh, give it to my friends or use it myself. Yeah. 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 For sure. That's weird. I have people come out of the woodwork for you. Yeah, like that maybe oh my you were God. disconnected from. I know you said the eyes, but have they reached out to you and really? Did, did oh my gosh, I just did a live the other day and I explained that um I had my an ex fiance reach out to me. I did mm. so casually, like I've had so many fiancés. He was my only fiance that I didn't marry. <laughs> I'm like, Sorry. you do you, girl. That's okay. The sooners, the sooners that I've had in my lifetime. Yeah, God, for crying out loud. But so he had the nerve to be like. Oh, I saw you on Bloom Stories. Like, you know, let's like just like saying like how you know, just trying to like talk to me about life. And I'm just like, I there's nothing I want to talk to you about. I didn't. I could have gone the rest of my life without talking to you. And then I had a friend that like totally ghosted me a couple months ago. That was actually pretty frequent on my Instagram. And she comes out of the woodwork like a couple uh, weeks ago and is like, by the way, sorry about what happened. Let's be friends again. I'm like. Oh my God, I don't have time. Like, I don't have time for any of you guys. I don't have time to go hang out with exes to go say hi. I don't have time for old friends that like want to weave themselves back into my life. And I'm trying to like still balance the friends I currently have, which is really hard because I have, I I have an abundance of friends and I love it and I don't want to lose them, but fuck, it's so hard. It's It's so hard hard to be people's friends. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the times too, like right before you're about to have major success or a breakthrough or just something of like some magnitude, I feel like that's when people like you'll start getting tempted to like leave the plan. And I, I got that quite a bit at the start, but now I'm just kind of like, if it raises up inside me that I need to do it, I have to at least try. If it's like guided and purposeful and for good. 
but I feel like people come out of the woodwork right before really good things happen. They, ha- they do. And at least some of them have been apologetic for good reason. And it's like, okay, this is That's nice good. that we're like kind of appealing and making amends. Like this stuff is welcome. But like after that, it's like, okay, that's it. Like, I don't want you to latch on and, you know, oh, what parties are we going to go to next? You know, like, come get, get out of here, you guys. Like, this is, half the time, if you guys don't notice, I go by myself a mm-hmm. lot of these events. There's a lot of events I go by myself. I'll meet up with people there, but I, I go by myself for a reason because I just, it is so draining to be at those events sometimes because you're just feeling everyone's energy. You're yeah. getting a lot of energy and, you know, it plus cannabis is involved <laughs> so and, and if I'm, I'm a microdoser so if there's like a lot of consumption then I'm like super just you know I mean they, people know that hang out with me they're like oh my god I forget you microdose like you're totally I'm like I know I don't yeah. want it anymore I'm good I'm good like I don't want to be this way right now so do you find that difficult that. to be a microdoser in the cannabis industry at the level that you're at uh, yeah, I bring my uh, CBD tincture, my uh, my tonic, because it has a 300 milligram tincture. So each okay. each dosage is a 33 milligram dropper. Nice. So I bring that sucker with me, and I'm like, I'm good. Like I take that like an hour before I leave, and I'm I'm good to go. I would never, and if I had to wait longer, I would. I just I don't want to be a bad example for my children, mm-hmm. and I'm very um, open and honest with them. And I say I explain to them what how CBT or CBD works. And how it, you know, knocks out the THC and it binds, it stronger binds to the receptors and blah, blah, blah. So they know the scientific part of it. They get why I, because they'll, I'll, I'll be driving them home. I'll, we'll be driving, I'll pick up Leona and I haven't smoked all day because I know I have to go get her out in Rancho and come mm-hmm. back. And so I'm like, I just need to get home and medicate. And they're like, mom just needs to get home and medicate. You know, they, they get it. They totally get it because yeah. I'll CBD, but like, you know, if there's nothing like a freaking flower at the end of a day when you've been like Yo. driving all day and you're so yeah. frazzled, you know? Yeah. And I just, I, I'm not on that level where I can smoke and drive my kids. And I know there's other people that can, but I know myself, I know my tolerance. I know what I can deal with. So it's just what I can handle. I can handle THCA. I can handle an edible that has 4.5 THC and a 2.5 CBD. That is like the perfect amount I can do while driving. You just start journaling it it to like figure out your. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I know. And and I got interviewed by Sharon Letts um, not too long ago. So Mm -hmm. she made us like keep track. She interviewed like 12 people for for each month of the year. And uh, um, mine's coming out either December or January. I don't even remember. Soon. And I, I had to keep track and it was so interesting. Like that I had to so really, cool. like really keep track. Yeah. I think it was such an honor. It was really, really awesome. So you get to read about like, I know Jane West is going to be one of them on there too. So you get to read everybody's dosage and like random people in the industry per month. So oh, cool. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to look out for that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It's I think it's like a magazine <laughs> okay. cool like that. Yeah. It's something random, like really cool. I don't know. I just love that there's, t- I love that there's still print. I love that cannabis mm-hmm. brought back print. Can I yeah. just say that? I love print. I don't think print's dead. I have a stack of books next to my bed. Half my living room is books and records. Yes. I am all about the book and I'm so grateful that I got to contribute to a print and I just love that the industry is all about it. Broccoli yeah. Mag and Potlandia, all these, uh, all of them are cute. Or Potlander, yeah. Yeah, as someone who like aspires to write in some capacity or whatever, I you are a writer. Uh, are a writer. I can't, I can't no, say talk it. To yourself like that now, yeah. I know. I've you got to start. 
I shared content today. That's just funny. I'm, I'm trying to like psych myself up, you know, for that. Cause I know it's coming for some odd reason. I can just feel it that it's coming, but, um, but yeah, I, I forgot where I was going with that now. Put it in your bio <laughs> that you are a writer. I am a writer. You, you are okay. a writer. You, I, I've been reading your bio, your blog for months now. So to me, you're a writer because I read it. That, that makes me a reader, doesn't it? Well, if yeah, I'm reading your writing, that makes okay, me okay, writer. okay, okay. You're right. <laughs> you're okay, right. You're. I'm christening you a writer as of right now. You that means I have to get back on LinkedIn. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes, content creator, content writer for cannabis. Blah 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 blah. Honey, I faked it so fucking hard until I made it. My husband made me look beautiful with some professional photos, and people love a good-looking photo, and that is the only reason why I got successful. Let me put it that way. I did nothing, anything more different than anybody else. I have two eyes, two arms, and two legs. I just got a few beautiful pictures taken, and I didn't fucking stop. And if anybody else wants to do this, there's my there you there's go. My tip. That's funny. My husband's horrible at taking pictures. Like, he literally, I feel like it's his goal in life, make me just look awful. It's like, okay, he's an engineer, engineer, so, like, you get it. You know what I mean? But yes. you would think... He would at least like get some angles right, and he just can't even. Oh my do god! That. Because he's an engineer, he's got to know his angles. Oh god! But then it's like it just yeah, it's awful. He takes really cute ones of my kids, but when it's me, it's just it's not happening. Okay, <laughs> what I mean, has um? What? Go ahead. Get yourself a tripod and then just put a tiger on your girlfriend oh, and just fake it till you make it. You gotta just pose. I know. Strike a pose. Put on your Madonna and strike a pose awkward af oh my god i had to do that for pictures for the website and i'm like i like one of them i'm like but that's okay we'll, we'll work through it but it's just funny i cringe like every time you just do it you gotta do it you, you're yeah. no one's ever gonna be satisfied with themselves and no one's gonna see their beauty in the lens that they deserve to see themselves in but you just need to just yeah. try your best just try your best because you're gorgeous you have these big bright eyes this great beaming <laughs> white smile and a great personality to boot. So carry on with your bad self. Well, thank you. Thank you. I need to go back and listen to that body dysmorphia episode because I do not see it like that yet. That's okay. I'll keep faking it till I make it like yes, you said. Exactly. Um, what I know you're, t- I know you want to go be with your family. I just have no, a few please, more questions please, for you. Please, okay. I'm just enjoying no, this so much. I want to make you sure. Dare, don't you dare cut anything out. It has to be as intended. My no, Absolutely. Is- yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm learning that too as as these shows go on. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, I wanted to know how how is your husband handling the more recent success? Because I feel like it's got to be changing the <laughs> dynamic that like even your homes run because it's just changing yeah. so much. And how is he feeling about that? How how is, how are your girls with that? I'm just curious as to he, what that process you know like. he panicked a little bit when i went to mj bizcon like that's when he, i saw the fear in him was when i okay. left for 24 hours out of vegas he was like there better be no one in that room but you i'm mm-hmm. gonna tell the lady at the desk front desk i'm like trust me that lady's not gonna see me on the 19th floor bringing <laughs> there's no way like you're hilariously paranoid but that's adorable but like every time he leaves the house he's like just don't forget you're married. Like, I'm like, he yes. really thinks I'm going to run away. I'm like, Jason, I've been obsessed with you since the minute I saw you. There's not one person in this industry. There's not a, a team of people that can tear me away from him. And yeah. first of all, I'm the mommy, Jane. I will always be mommy. Whatever man wants to try and break that shit up is a psycho. 
So I'm so happy in my life right now. And everybody that knows me and loves me needs to respect that and know that too. And he is just the, the apple to my eye. He's the bee's knees. He's so handsome. And I'm so grateful for his support because it, you know, it's so funny. I always saw him as being like the big successful one because when we uh-huh. first met, he was a uh, assistant as a photographer and he's grown in his own right as a great um, videographer and photographer working mm-hmm. with, you know, I mean, obviously better and better people every year. And it's just really amazing to see him grow in his industry. And at one point it just switched around April and it was a little rough. And we went through a rough time, April through, I'd say July. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where I was like, Oh my God, I, I, we just got married. Like, are we going to survive this? And I was, I held my breath and I was thinking, I want this industry bad enough. And it, if, if it means that this ha- that we have to break up and this sucks, but I'm going to fight for this industry and something just clicked and he knew how badly I wanted it. And I, and I knew how badly he still wanted the marriage and we just decided to persevere. He needed to understand that my success did not mean his failure. Mm-hmm. And he also needed to understand that we can both be successful and I'm not going anywhere because he's the one the angels whispered to me the minute I met him, the guy that I was with, told me that I should be with him like the day I, I mean, the day there you go. yeah so there this everybody at my our work was like when are you gonna date Jason I was like I'm with Patrick you psychopath I've been with him for two years like what am I gonna do just throw away a two-year relationship because you guys all think I should be with a new guy yeah so everyone was rooting for us since day one when we got together everyone was like okay now that all makes sense so He's my person, and he's been so supportive despite the April through July that we went through in this rough patch that needed to happen because we both needed to know how badly we wanted each other and our careers because we're both in mm-hmm. – I had to trust being overweight while he shot Sports Illustrated models and fucking cute, cute clothing models from all these high-end L.A. boutiques and shit, and mm-hmm. I trusted that his ass was coming home to me for the first three years of our marriage, too, or our uh, – having the, after having the baby too so mm-hmm. we both have to have like strong trust in our marriage because he's worried I'm going to go off and like find some buku bucks guy that like is in the industry that wants to like marry Jane me up for life and yeah. then I was worried about him running off to you know freaking sports illustrated model so-and-so or pop singer so-and-so or whoever he was filming that day or videoing that day or whatever so it's just we've I feel like at this point, like nothing can break us. Like our relationship is so strong right now and working together with Oove brought us together even more because we had a common goal in this industry and him, he's creating content for me right now and still helping me along the way. And like, that is showing like how much he cares about me too, you know, because he doesn't have to take his time. I'm sure he's exhausted at the end of the day. He doesn't want to edit any more photos or take any more photos. I'm like, Hey, I got to try to the Amazon. Can you take the photos of me? Okay. Like he has to just deal with me just doing that shit like all the time. And he's such a good, good sport. And he makes it look so beautiful. And you know, he puts his own spin on it. And I just love him for it. I really, I don't know if I thank him enough. I think I do, but I, I don't know if I thank him enough. And he's just, just the best. And I'm really grateful for him. And my kids are the cutest. They think, yes, oh my God, are. they are just the, the coolest freaking kids on the planet they're so supportive they cheer with me they jump up and down with me when good stuff happens we high five each other we dance around the room when cool things happen like but it's just they celebrate with me they celebrate every success and every day I remind them I say listen you guys you can do this don't ever think that you can't do what you want to do in your lifetime because I am living proof that there's nothing 
that can hold you back. You can just do it all. Just have it all and do it all and be it all and have the man of your dreams. Have it. Why not? Yeah. Or the girl of your dreams. Whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. It. Seize it all, you know? So I'm just so grateful that they see this. I'm so grateful I get this opportunity to show this in their lifetime and be that guide to prove to them that we are totally creators. We are 100% in control of our success and our mindset and our universe. And it's just so important for them to have their best life. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence my daughter, you know, got that solo position because I feel Mm -hmm. like her mindset is so keen right now. Like she knows what she wants. These girls know what they want. And I, I hope they never lose that. I love that. I love that. I don't know why I'm going to share this with you, but it just, when it happened, I guess it happened over the summer, but it's really funny. Um, I thought of you when it happened, not knowing you except, you know, through like the Instagram stuff. Um, but it was really funny. Uh, you talk about your daughter seeing that and celebrating your successes. Um, my daughter's journey and I is that's a whole nother podcast, (laughs) Um, but, uh, she's so beautiful. She's such a unique soul that has gone through hell on earth and is so fucking resilient. And I just love her for that. But she's, um, we were at like the state fair this year and my husband's company does like this big thing for the kids where they like raffle off stuff. And, um, she kept saying, she's like, I'm going to get said prize. And I was like, Oh, okay. And she just kept saying it over and over again. And she had been seeing me meditate and start talking about like manifestation and stuff over the summer. Um, and kind of what I was doing. And when they called her number, she got it. And she was like, so excited. And I was like, what happened? And she goes, I told my brain computer to do it. And so I like thought of you, like at that moment when she said that, and I was like, she gets it, you know? So I just, I'm having cool moments like that as a mom. And I think a lot of that's because I learned that it was okay to like do and talk about through you and like seeing your kids do it. I just think it's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah. I, mean, I people teach their kids religion. Like why can't they teach them mindfulness? Right. You know what? It's not going to hurt anybody. It really isn't. Yeah. We We're started doing that. What people feel who cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talk about that all the time. I'm lucky. I have a really like open-minded husband um, as well. Uh, cause I know some people don't, especially in my area. Um, yes, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's crazy, but, uh, he like loves it when we, when we met, he was like very, very like Bible belt Christiany. Like people were telling him like, don't marry her. Like, you know, all this stuff. And so I it's really it. funny to see how we've like grown up and changed together and like grown together. I feel like it's kind of parallel and similar to you and your husband. Like you, you go through like these changes of you thinking that they're so against it or so set a certain way and mm. you just work it out. What do you credit that to? What do you think keeps you guys just working it out and together? Um, you know, he's a really private person and sure. he's never disclosed to me what he loves about me. And I asked him like two weeks ago, I don't know yeah. why we were, what we were, where we were going. We were going somewhere, just the two of us. And I go, so what, I, I don't know how it came up. It, came, it, was pretty, it was pretty casual. And I was like, so yeah. what do you love about me anyway? He goes, I don't need to tell you the stuff that I love about you. You already know everything you're good at. You just know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, what a little shit. But I get it. I get it. Because he's, like, going to be like, you know you're smart. You know you're good looking. You know you're blowing. You yeah. know, like, he doesn't want to have to repeat that stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, I, oh, I used to tell him, I go, you love to tell me all this stuff I need to work on. How can you never tell me the stuff I'm good at? And that's, that's what it is. That's that. And I'm like, what do you love about me? And that's, that's why he said it. So I think, okay, he gets who I am and it's unconditional whether he thinks it or not, because he told me when we first said he doesn't believe in unconditional love, but okay. he wouldn't have chosen to love me if he didn't believe in unconditional love because I'm not an easy person to love. And I know he isn't either. Mm -hmm. And most of us probably aren't. I would say, you know, like, well, were we ever taught how to be easy lovers? I don't think so. So um, I think what Jason and I do that's a little bit different is he's never yelled at me. Actually, he yelled at me once this year, the July I was telling you about. That's what made us come to to blows with everything. We've had one. He's yelled at me once my entire relationship. He keeps things very mellow. Okay. And we talk things out and we don't do it in front of the kids. And we just, it's really weird. We just, God, very just compatible. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't stop. We just don't stop in our careers and we just don't stop in our love. We're very passionate about what we do. He's very passionate with his job. I'm very passionate with ours. And I think that's another reason why we might argue is like, well, I have this meeting. It's like, well, I had this thing. Like, you know, like who's going to get the day, you know, it's like one of those things where, yeah. Now, now it's like, you know, because at first I was a stay-at-home mom. In his eyes, that was it. Like, I was done. I was re- in yeah, retirement mode. Like, he was going to take care of me for the rest of his life, and he was fine with that. Like, he it was totally fine with that. I bet this fucking shell shocked him. I bet this was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, she wants to go back to work. She wants to make money. Like, what is she doing? Like, it has to be the internet. She wants to be on social media. Like, what is going on? Like, I can only imagine that, like, he's never disclosed. Like I said, he's very private. He doesn't talk about that kind of stuff. He's a hundred percent, like total closed up cancer male. And I, I am like, I, I say everything. I'm like diarrhea of mouth. I tell everybody everything, you know? Yeah. So it's just, I just, I have so much respect for him because I don't know what the fuck he's probably gone through in this whole grand scheme of things and just even my weight loss even though he claims he's like I never noticed the difference I'm like I was 100 pounds heavier please I know you love me but there's yeah. quite a difference of a person you know yeah a little bit there's a lot more to love there and I love I love that he still loved me no matter what and I I, I felt like I deserved the love even then so I'm glad he still oh loved that's me. really special that's sweet I like that you know yeah, yeah. that's really cool yeah <laughs> Now you have me thinking about like my husband, cause like you were saying, um, you know, I did the LinkedIn yes, thing today and changed it. And, uh, Simon's like, Oh, so it's, it's real now. People are going to be able to find it, you know, like stuff like that. Yes. He's just so he's protective and it's not from an unsupportive role. He's just very protective and he's a very private man too. So it's just, Absolutely. um, it's They're funny about the kids. They don't want us to be in jail. They don't want us to be yeah. black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's exactly right. It's just, I think, what's it like for you? Because I guess now I've thought about it a lot. I haven't had to deal with it yet because it's literally just several hours old. But, you know, I, I put it out there. So I'm connected to a lot of people within, like, my children's school. I was a room mom mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, I, you know, my youngest is going to school full-time next year. Um, so I'm really going to be immersed into this world that I'm trying to create for myself. So I know that that's going to take up a lot more and people are going to know, I guess, more about what I'm doing and why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and for cannabis and things like that. What was that like for you with your children's school? 
or have you had to even deal with that? Being oh, in California? yeah. No, my, I have a feeling my youngest has said stuff because my youngest is like, she loves to talk about cannabis. She's even, we were at like, gosh, where the heck were we? We were somewhere. Oh, veggie grill. We were at veggie grill. And she was like, we were in line. There's always a long line for veggie grill. And she's like, those guys are talking about marijuana. I was like, Shh. she's like, they said marijuana. I'm like, she's like but they said it they said it mommy I'm like I'm, I'm like I know I'm not saying you're lying I'm just saying Shh, because please don't keep saying that word out loud yeah. because I know you're picking up on it and that's great but just let's tone it down right now she's yeah like, I thought you wanted to know I was like I know he's like, I appreciate that like <laughs> we can't be shopping for seven bed like <laughs> she, Leona it. knows better she's 10 so she like he's okay upset. yeah but Hazel's like I smell cannabis. Like she'll say it out loud in public. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. She's so cute. She she's four. Four five. Back. She's five. She's five. Okay. She's a new five. Yeah, September. She's a new five. Okay. But she doesn't hold a damn thing back. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, so she's like, a Virgo, five, right? Yes, she's a Virgo. Me, so I am too. Have it her so, way. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like it's my way. Like don't tell me to be quiet. I'll say it louder. Mm-hmm. Totally. I just want a reaction and I want someone to acknowledge what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I didn't know that that was a very good thing too, but yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. We like crave reaction. Good, bad, and oh. different. We need it. Okay. I had no idea. She's like my punk rocker. This makes so much sense. My yes. dad is always dropping with what she says. I'm like, oh, she just fucking say that. Yeah. I, I'm like always thinking that stuff. Okay. That makes sense. She's doing it for, she's doing it all It's for the her. reaction. Yeah. Good, bad, oh, and different. Man. We like crave it. We need it. Fun, and fun. I think that's why people, I think that's why we're so determined because we won't stop until we get the reaction. Good, bad, and <laughs> She is resilient. Oh God. She will sing the song over and over until we're like, hey, go stop singing the song. And she's like, she'll like, she doesn't, oh, it, it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Like just, she just keeps on going and going and going. Yep. Oh, she's wow. an energizer bunny. That's why you are too. This is so cute. I love this correlation. <laughs> What, um, what's your oldest daughter? Is she, uh, Taurus? They're both fixed Taurus. signs, okay. earth signs. Yeah, my so husband's a like Taurus. So they get along life. really well, too, then. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. god, like gangbusters. Yeah, that's really, yeah, sweet. it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's a miracle my husband and I get along, but I, I have Cancer Moon, so we have that similarity. Otherwise, we're fire and water, and usually that doesn't go well, but I think yeah. the, the similarities of the Cancer Moon and Cancer Sun are, are compatible, obviously. Well, I think you're. Yeah, you're aware enough. You'll sense if something's off and know how to fix it. That's so crazy. Oh, shit. After almost eight years now. Yeah. We've known each other nine, but we've been together eight. Okay. And our one year is coming up on the 31st. So I'm, oh, that's I'm excited. Oh, so cool. that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I'm so glad we eloped, especially now that I know how everything is with my oh. family. I'm like, I am so fucking glad I didn't see everybody. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. If I had to do it again, that's what I would have done. That's what I wanted to do. But I've got a mom who's like super extra. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad you did it for Mama. No, I love this. Yeah, that's, good. that's a good so that's a good extra Western mom, girl right there. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Oh, wait till I finally write my book. She's the character in there. You'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my god, I want to read everything that you write. Trust me, everything. I'm already a fan. Oh, it's so funny. So so. Funny. I'll never stop reading you. Oh, well, thank you. That's really special. Um, what, 
I guess other than what you have on the table, and I know you can't can't talk about it right now, but what other stuff, whatever, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't want to be pushy. I no, I want you to reveal it in your own time when it's right. Um still making decisions. I want to be really respectful of that. Um I guess what are your other what are your biggest like hopes for I've heard you talk answer this before, but for the people that don't know you, yeah. Um what are your biggest hopes and why are you doing this? I know we've touched on it a little bit, but big picture, I guess, what, what's the purpose of all this for you? I want to create a new culture for cannabis. I want to create a safe place for moms to show their face because I know there's a lot of moms out there still in the closet. And I get those messages too. Like, I'm just not ready yet, but I just want to let you know that you're so brave. And Mm -hmm. every day that I see you, I I respect you so much. and, And I promise one day, like, I will let you know when I'm ready. And it's just, it's so like it makes my heart ache that they even have that guilt and it just those of you that listen to this and you're feeling that guilt that I wish I could share my face or I wish I could share my story here there's no race your time will come and don't rush it and don't ever feel guilty for for living where you need to live that's best for your family that's best Mm -hmm. for you that's best for your job right now and it's I'm so sorry we live in a country that doesn't recognize plants as medicine and it's so crazy to say those words mm-hmm. and I'm sorry that you ever feel that way but I, I just wish you guys all would stop I, I there's nothing to feel guilty about don't feel guilty about taking five dabs to just get out of bed in the morning don't feel guilty about you know just wanting nothing to do with with uh with with THC and only wanting CBD there's nothing wrong with that too you can be right. a CBD only person and don't feel guilty about that like you're not into cannabis because that is still a wellness plant too. And we carry so much guilt as women because I get your messages mm-hmm. and we need to stop. We need to stop feeling guilty about, you know, not losing the baby weight or I'll start showing my face after I lose the baby weight. No, be proud of who you are right now because you carried life into this world. We need to give ourselves more credit for being moms and being wives and being can of moms because we're still breaking the stigma by doing it all every single day. That's right. And I feel too, like once you start doing that and just start being like unapologetically who you are and where you're at, like the people that aren't supposed to be in your life are the ones that you're like afraid are going to have an opinion. They won't be there and it'll be okay. And you'll have new people that come in and fill whatever bucket you need filled for sure. Yeah. Once you start doing the right things. That's true. It's crazy to see the evolution of, of, of our accounts, you know, you're going to see it too. Yeah. You're already seeing it right now. And, um, you know, I, I wish everything, nothing but the best for the future of the mommy Jane and everything. But, mm-hmm. uh, ultimately this is, this has been one of the best years of my life, really, for lack of better words, because everyone's going to say like, but what about the year your kid was born? I'm like, so what am I going to do? Pick one year? Yeah. Like, hands yeah, yeah. down, hands down, like overall, like I, I hate when people say that. Like, every year should be getting better. <laughs> yes. I know. I'm like, fuck off. Maybe yeah, like, I'm not for that. I hate that. being pregnant. Do you want to hear that? Like, yeah. God, it wasn't the best year of my life. I'm trying <laughs> to keep it positive. <laughs> like, I had, yeah, I had postpartum depression. Like, come on. Let's, let us, let's not talk about 2013 and 2018. Yeah. There was moments that were really nice, but, like, I'm really, <laughs> yes. really good where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah, I sleep through the night. I'm not getting food flung at me. I'm good. My nipples yeah. aren't falling off. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah, all of that. Like, there's just normalcy. I think, yeah, too, like, exactly. I love it because my, my youngest is four and my, my oldest are twins and they're eight. And they're at the um, 
phase right now of they're like more self-sufficient so we can actually like do life and I'm like I never ever ever would want to go back to baby days ever right amen man and when I see like the moms who are like oh this is so wonderful it is (laughs) but we've moved on now (laughs) and I'm really good where we're at (laughs) yeah yeah totally Totally. I don't even want a puppy. Like that's where I'm at. Like I don't want anything that's like less than four years old. I can't. Yeah, I don't want anything crying at like two a.m. Right. Because they have a stomachache. Yeah. (laughs) If it's something that can be like fixed within ten minutes, like I'm good with it. But other than that, I'm not interested. Yeah, that's where I'm at. (laughs) Oh my god, I don't have the baby fever. No, (laughs) you don't have the baby fever. No, no. I had a hysterectomy a few years ago, and that was, like, the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh so, God, tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. Oh, it's wild. Actually, on Cassandra's uh, episode that airs today, we talk a little bit about that. That's really funny. I didn't, I'm only halfway through that. So. Yeah. No, they're, they're okay, long. They're getting okay. longer. The more and more, like, I'm comfortable. Okay. It's just I, been a lot You of guys fun. know I will talk forever. Come on now. Jeez, no, this is awesome. I'm. I'm just happy that... One, it worked out that we were finally able to connect tonight. And and two, that like, it really means a lot to me that you showed up for me. I, I can't say that enough because I know how busy your schedule is. And I know that there's things that you need to get off your, your calendar just to make room for what's next. So it really is very, very special and to me that you did that. And I, I respect that a lot. So thank you. Um, oh, it's, this is going to be huge. You're going to take off. So I can't wait to be on the forefront and be like, I was on episode six. Or seven oh my or gosh. Yes, 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 yes. And I can't wait to say that you were on here and use that too. Cause I think that that's so cool. I wanted to know, are you starting to get noticed everywhere besides like industry, like party? You know, Did that I've happen yet? At the mall, I'll notice some dads will be like staring a little bit more. And I'm like wondering like more than usual. I'm like, I wonder if they follow me on Instagram because like yeah. Orange County is not big. Like it's okay. not big. And I know more people from Orange County are following me obviously now because I, I tagged myself in Orange County. So I, no one's come up to me yet so far. Um, I've gotten free stuff and I'm like wondered, but I'm like, no one, I figured someone would say things. I'm like, if you're going to give me like a free, like whatever it is at the cafe and stuff, like, wouldn't you say like, it's because of what I, like, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea, but no, That's I haven't such been, like, a weird space to navigate. Yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is. It's really, really hard because it's Orange County and people like won't want to necessarily obviously disclose to their wives like hey this is like this cannabis chick i freaking follow mm-hmm. on instagram or whatever but um oh and that's so funny too is he'll like jason will read the comments like he'll like ghost the instagram be like he's like what do you mean when you like responded i'm like oh my god it is so innocent no one is like yes. gonna, like take away. he is so hispanic he's half puerto rican and half mexican so he's fiery he, <laughs> he is so 100 percent fiery I so love I'm that. like I, I'm Lucy and he's Ricky so I'm always like in shenanigans and he's always like oh my god like what's yeah. next <laughs> that's really funny my husband and I are both very you know like Virgo Taurus and we're very um scheduled calculated people you know what I mean like we oh yeah we, we plan for things and that's how we've been successful in our relationship and maintained our life the way that it is um just because we know it works for us and when we need to change it we acknowledge it and change it you know what I mean like that oh, that's been a our success yeah yeah and I'm really fortunate that I have him but um it's really funny too because he'll he'll do the same thing he'll go through like what does this mean are you sure you need to interview that who you know like all these funny things that they're just now like he hasn't had to deal with that in a very long time and it's kind of fun <laughs> 
don't know where I was going with that, but I want to go through the top 10 questions with you before. Oh I my you gosh. Go. I forgot about these. Oh no, that's okay. That's okay. Everyone's doing it. It's better when you don't prepare for them anyways. Okay. I was going to say, I'm not prepared, but I will do it. I mean, obviously I'll just go with the flow. Yeah, no, that's what we're supposed to do. So, okay. What is your favorite word? Mom. Obviously, right? Okay. Mom. What is your- I love hearing mom. Mom, I love that. What's your least favorite word? No. <laughs> I don't like no. I never did. My mom always said, she's like, you have a hard time with the, with the word no, don't you? <laughs> yes. Oh, you're so determined. <laughs> yeah. Um, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Um, success. I love I that love... you answered it that way. And I love that you answered it right off the bat. Oh, thank you. I didn't know. I, I got kind of scared at first when you asked me that. Cause I was like, fuck, like, what's the right answer for this? But there is no right answer. Thing. Yeah. Success is how I feel. I'm not afraid of success. I'm not afraid of money. Right. I'm not afraid of abundance. I feel like I, we all deserve it. And I feel like there's enough success to go around because this universe is immeasurable. So, so is success. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That was such a strong, like first answer. Thank you. Yeah. What turns you off? Whining, complaining. <laughs> oh my God. People will have a complaint for every single excuse or, and every, every excuse in the world all the time. But the thing is, is it's, it's not about what you can't do because can't's not a word. I always tell my kids that can't's not yeah. a word. It's not about what you think you can't do. It's about what solution can you find in this problem? Like there is a solution literally around every corner. So don't ever feel like you're trapped in a job. Don't ever feel like you're trapped in a relationship. Don't ever feel like you're trapped in anything because it's, you're only limiting yourself. You're only trapping yourself when you say that you can't do anything. I have literally, like I, I've told people, I have left in the middle of the fucking night to leave people because you just got to look for your higher good and look out what's best for you and sometimes you have to sleep in cars or at friends couches or your uncle's yeah you were talking garage. about that the other day yeah yeah in your lives. you just mm -hmm. gotta do that shit because it's all about just doing the damn thing find a way there's a way there's always a will and whatever they always say that whenever there's a will there's a way that yeah. phrase has been around for a long time for a reason <laughs> tap into it yeah so yeah no complaining just stop complaining stop whining and get over your <laughs> sorry How, no no I love that because I I'm very much like that um sometimes, <laughs> obviously sometimes to like the the detriment you know I'm like no like enough like we're not dealing with that I can't even handle it um so I <laughs> I Fun. cut people off my children too sometimes which is so yes, funny absolutely I'm just like enough like find a different way um because we're not getting anywhere um that's really interesting to me that that's what turns you off. I mean, I knew that about you, but I, it makes me think about you, you talk sometimes about, um, your, your family that you've disconnected from. Mm -hmm. Was it people who fell into those patterns? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And you know, it's also weird. The, a company that I'm refusing to work with at the moment has come to me with three excuses on why they can't follow through with connecting with me and to me that's just a, a complaint it's just an excuse I just yeah. don't have time 
for that crap. And I don't want to spend time on people that think that that's, that's okay. Yeah. I just, I, I totally, yeah. I, I, that's so funny that you say that my family members are definitely downers. Um, definitely um, very, very unhappy and complaining people and can't see the bright side of anything right now in this, in this moment in their life. And I can't be around that. I can't be around people that are that negative and that lack of ambition and just lack of love, lack so much lack of love and just a lot of hateful words, hateful thoughts, hateful, hateful things. And I just can't be around that sort of vibe. And I feel like People that are in the industry will vibe on that level too, and you'll know. They complain about, they call you to complain. They call because this isn't working out, or this isn't working out. Listen, we all have got problems. We all have problems, but we have to deal with them ourselves. There's no advice that I can give you that's going to be good enough. Yeah, you like know it, in your head what's good. Yeah, and it, and I think people too, like all of us, you know, can fall into the rut of like the victim mentality. But I feel like it's up to you. Like you as an individual, not you, me speaking to you, to like check yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're responsible for doing that inventory. Nobody else is. Sure. I, I have a very hard time when people feel entitled to that. When, yes. when, because like you don't give off that vibe and it's funny that it still comes to you. So that's just interesting to me. You know what? It's the, my friend tells me because I keep asking, like, why am I tracking all this? And they're like, it's because you're a healer. You, they want to get healed by you. They see that, that reception. So I got to find, like, a way to cut my cords so they, they can't yeah. even attach to me, you know? So it's yeah. just like there, there's no chance of the leech because I'm already not going to let that happen. But they also – the problem is with that is the same frequencies of, of good are bad ones, too. So because it has to even out. So, like, the same – um vibe of like I think like fear is like I don't know maybe maybe I've read it before there's better ones that you that like guilt is the same one as something else so you can kind of inadvertently accidentally vibe with these people because it's on the same plane because the good has to be with the bad even if you're on that good one you're attracting that bad because it's the bad of that same plane that you have to be on in your personality or who you are whatever it is that you are that's a really cool way to look at it yeah it's interesting, yeah, because I, I, I had to figure out why I kept, or why I was so vulnerable to that sort of, when I was receiving that, and they say it's because on that plane, you have the same frequencies of to balance it out, because everything has to be whole, there's a half and a half to everything, there's light to dark, there's the good and the bad, so even if you are that good person, you're wondering why you're attracting that, that blood sucker, it's because it's the same frequency, that's oh my all God, it is. That's all I'm going to be thinking about now at, like, holiday get-togethers. <laughs> Yeah, and how to like ward it the, off. Like, yeah, with the things. with like my family and just certain things, and it's like, oh my gosh, enough. And I, it, yeah, it attracts. It's attracted to me for some reason too, but um, and they'll be trite. That's just like they always are. You know, I used to I used to have the most uncomfortable holidays, and this was the first time I didn't have to drive far to be in conversations where I knew they didn't want to talk to me. They just probably wanted to see my kids anyway. Yeah. And I was just like this floating entity that they just had to deal with. And so, and I over would, me- I would overly medicate then, mm-hmm. which is not fun because it was like the only time I got to see my brother. And I'm sure that he really doesn't want to see me that way. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was just, this, it was not serving me. And I realized it wasn't serving me until this year when I really took a step back and discovered like, holy shit, my family's bringing me down. And I had no idea. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Um, 
what is your favorite curse word? <laughs> I like the swear a lot. <laughs> um, I think I like to say fucking A a lot. <laughs> That's usually one of my favorite ones. Straight to that. I like it. Yeah, fucking A. <laughs> That's usually my, my go-to. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Oh, my God. Kids laughing. I don't even care if they're mine. I just yeah. love hearing freaking kids hysterically laughing is, like, the best best thing i love the sound of sparks like sparking joint ping, ping, you know that little the bit oh, yeah no well. about to like just go yeah i love that oh my god that is a good sound kids laughing and a spark that's all i need that's awesome and if it's one before the other even better <laughs> yes sometimes it's yeah oh my god yes they can go hand in hand mm -hmm. absolutely responsible no, i'm just kidding responsibly um. yes. <laughs> What what sound or noise do you hate? Can I say complaining again? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. absolutely. No. I hate the sound of a loud motorcycle. Oh my god! Like loud cars, loud motorcycles. I literally didn't date a guy ever again because he picked me up in an old ass car. And I usually love muscle cars. It was just too fucking loud. I can hear him from like a block That's and a half hilarious. away. And I just couldn't. I don't like loud cars. I think they're so annoying. I'm a highly sensitive person. Yeah, so loud noises fucking scare me and they annoy me and oh, loud motorcycles and cars fuck off <laughs> sorry oh I love that I love that answer I, is that why you're so like edgy in traffic probably I hate all cars I can if I, I wonder where that's were you always like, like that though like even as a kid like you hated loud noises um, like that Probably. I mean, let me think about it, really. Yeah. I mean, I've been in a lot of car accidents since a young age. Okay. So, well, obviously, um, yeah, that will play into Yeah. It. So I've just never really liked cars to begin with, I don't think. I just never thought it was a natural thing. I From day one, I was like, why are we in these metal machines and, and driving at top speeds? And why are we flying through the air with jet propellers? Like, it doesn't <laughs> seem normal to me. My body just wants to walk, maybe run. Like says the girl who wants to travel. I think that's so funny. Like I just love how all these things are like together, but not. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it's like my past self, but like maybe yeah. fighting with my present self. Like yeah, I don't absolutely. Know. Where it's like, no, you don't want to do this. It's like, yeah, I want to explore this now. Now I'm not scared. Now I want to yeah. try this. Yeah. So now I say yes to more things. I grew up scared most of my life. And at 21, I decided I wasn't going to be scared anymore. What was the significance of that? I figured if I can drink alcohol, I can get away with everything at this point. So why not try it all? Okay. Try it all. I started trying sushi. I got back into avocado. Like all those like <laughs> things that you just never thought you'd do. Dim sum, like spicy Thai food, Asian stuff. Give it to me. Give me all the freaking weird shit. Tongue, tacos. Like, I was just going crazy. I was just saying yes to everything and experiences. And I think that's another reason what, you know, it's so crazy. And I thought about this the other day. I just had Hazel and we were still living in Monrovia mm -hmm. and we were outside of a little downtown cafe on or little main drag. And my husband's like, so now that Hazel's done, like, because this is before I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. He was like, now that Hazel's born, like, what do you want to do? She's like three weeks old, barely. And um, 
obviously I wasn't going back to work because they had fired me a month before I had my child. So I, he was like, what do you want to do? I was like, and I just started crying. I was like, I don't know. Like, I want to go back to event planning. Mm -hmm. I still want to do pinup modeling. I want to do TV shows. I want to like listing all these things. Like, I still want to do this. And literally the, this cannabis industry has rendered me like every opportunity I've ever wanted to do. Literally like cherry picking off trees, what you want to do. That's so awesome. And that's the craziest thing is like, I never knew that cannabis was the industry. I was going to get all that. And I didn't think it was going to take me five fucking years to get there, but Hey, Mm -hmm. let the road be slow and less traveled because I found my way. Right. Yeah. See, and you're worried about like losing that, like that's already been established. Like now it's time to grow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You've established. It's hard, you know. Do you do you give to someone hoping that they're going to make you money? Right. Do you take the money that is already available, and if you're limited because it's just the cannabis industry, you know, it's like, and it's not not even. But I feel like when you say that, you're limiting you because you're not just the cannabis industry. I know. Everybody said that to me this week. That's weird that you said that. Yeah. They said no matter what, you're bigger than the industry, no matter what, and and that's weird. That that I've heard that like three or four times. Listen, <laughs> oh, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay. Yeah. But, which that's kind of funny that it leads into this. So, what profession other than your own? Which is this isn't really a fair question to you because you're really paving and making your own way. But other than this, what do you think you would have mm-hmm. liked? To have? Um, I actually always secretly wanted to be a flight attendant, so I could travel. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was Jenna's answer. I was that okay, just- let me pick another one. Hold on a second. Let me pick a different one. So funny. I love okay, flight attendant, that's done. Okay. I if that's oh, your a dream. teacher. Teacher, <laughs> I'd love to be a teacher for like young kids, like like can, elementary, elementary school kids. What age it is, but I would like to have I would love I would have loved to be a teacher and just have a classroom with like those frames with all the cute little like apples around the edges and like bulletin boards and stuff and how you're feeling and stuff like that do you would you have a, one subject that you would like what would be the one subject you would love to teach and what would be the worst art okay that I guess I should have known that yeah art I was not I I god I, I was not just for Leona's class I hope I get to be one for Hazel someday oh cool fun. yeah I love art man I I was never um a math person Okay. And I was, and I kind of was in the science. I was, the ironic thing, this is the most ironic thing, you guys. Listen, listen up, ladies and gentlemen. The thing that you're fighting is the thing you're going to end up in because I got a fucking C in chemistry. And that is part of cannabis is learning compounds and knowing how they work and studying what they look like and what they all, like, what kind of helix everything is. So, it's so crazy that I'm sitting here studying compounds and how they connect to each other and what receptors are in the bodies. Granted, I wasn't AP bio though, so I always was a good at bio, but chemistry I fucking tanked in, and I was a good student. So for me to get a C was just devastating to my life. <laughs> so. Yeah, I got a C. Yes, like I was just <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm so shy. I would like. I would write this speech, I, you know, like this, I think this explains like the evolution of me too. This is really funny. <laughs> I would like write these speeches. I would like spend time on them. I would love it. 
and then it would be like my turn to present and I would just say I didn't have it <laughs> oh my god and look at you now yeah like my mom like always talks about it it's so funny I never really thought about that but it was definitely like I would do the homework but I just wouldn't turn it in one to prove a point that I didn't have to do what you were telling me to do and oh my god <laughs> That is a Virgo also. Yes, yes. So, and then it was also like, but I know I did it, so I'm okay with that. And, you know, what? Oh, my gosh. Now what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's who I am to my core. It's really funny. I can't wait to watch you grow. (laughs) It's going to be a nightmare. No, it's it's phenomenal. Oh, gosh, we'll see. What what subject wouldn't you have wanted to teach if you were a teacher? I'm just curious. Oh, oh, never you- would, I, would ever want to teach? Yeah, you said math, but is there anything I, else? Um, oh, history. And I like history, don't get me wrong, but like world history, oh my God, no. I think war is literally the most useless, horrible, vile thing on the planet. And the fact that we had to learn about it for a fucking year just means just miserable as fuck. Yeah. I just hated every second of it. I was so, oh my God, I don't even know what grade I got in that class. It's a miracle if I got a freaking B in those classes, probably, but I was hating every minute of learning about world world war history. Oh, gross, yeah. gross, gross. Neither. No. So I love history. I love drunk history. I love learning like, history. I love museums, but the everything else about it was just so depressing. It was like the whitewash version of history the entire time. And I was just devastated and I knew it was all false. Yeah. See, a lot of like people I feel like around, especially in like the Dallas area, and I can kind of speak a little bit to Midwest East coast just because I've spent time there. But like, I feel like it's people now in their like thirties who are now saying, Oh, maybe the way I was taught wasn't right. I don't feel like there was a lot of questioning of stuff. Mm-hmm where I grew up not enough yeah did you have that in California or was it just specific to you that you were always like just questioning oh we were I grew up in a super liberal area we were very 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 special we never had billboards we were one of the first California cities to ban plastic bags I I know I grew up in a very special area I know I grew up in my own bubble and I had to explain that to Jason when I first met him he was born in East LA his mom was from Mexico. His dad was from Puerto Rico, born in the Bronx. Like, this oh, is, yeah. I was like, listen, we were raised in very different, you were a very conservative household. I was very liberal household. Like, how are we going to coexist together? It, that was one of the biggest things is like, my childhood was obviously very unique. And I know it is. I'm not trying to deny my liberal roots whatsoever. I know my parents were super open. I always told them like everything, every single freaking thing they were, they, they knew. So um and and to this day Jason's like don't tell the kids that stuff it's embarrassing don't talk to them about that stuff I'm like I am gonna talk to them about everything I'm gonna talk about wanting to talk to you yes exactly like the conversation's open (laughs) yeah absolutely please talk to me I'm gonna bug you until you talk to me like yes the dialogue is said so yeah, he's like not gonna be that person, and I will be the one. Like, come to me, tell me everything, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yes, yes, I hear you. I fought that for a long time. Did you fight that when you were? I, I'm sorry, I keep rambling. I just have so many questions. That's okay. No. Um, great. You you talked about I guess when you started you you've said that you like to be a stay at home mom, but you've also 
had the moments of the baby years were, were a struggle. How was oh, that? Yeah. How was, how was going from working to not for you? I'm very curious to, to hear about that. Um, was that, or did you that was, I worked at a very young age. I started babysitting when I was 11 and my parents, as I mentioned earlier, owned a nursery. So in the summertime, instead of being left alone, we decided to go work at the nursery because we didn't want to be without our parents. So we <laughs> just started hanging, hanging out along there. And so from, like, like I said, a young age, I was always working. So for 20 years straight from age 11 to 21 or 31, um, I worked and sometimes two jobs because I just was such a workaholic. I just loved, loved, loved it. I loved my, loved whatever I did. I, I never, I never did jobs I didn't like. And if I did, I didn't, I didn't stay very long. And, um, so it, it was just really weird to transition to, stay-at-home mom and having to rely on one income and someone else's money and decision-making and all that kind of stuff. I, I was frivolous before because I made so much money. I was just fine, you know, like, oh, I'll buy the mat. Let's get this. Like, let's go out to dinner. But now we had to be, you know, very penny-pinching. And my husband was always striving for the for the best for us. We started off living in a bathhouse where I was with my first um, husband. I stayed there throughout the divorce and survived for years by myself in it. And you know, eventually moved out with him. And then we moved to Rancho into a gated community. Mm-hmm. And after that, we moved into a bigger place after that. And then we, we always strive for more. And he always put us into the corner. And I really commend him. Like, I know I'm going to be successful with this life. And I really have him to thank to kind of push us into that direction. Because even though we got, you know, we live paycheck to paycheck more often than not, like everybody else does, because we're one, one paycheck. So yeah. like, obviously, <laughs> Um, it's just amazing that he's been able to give me the life that I've been able to live because it's, it's a good one so far, so far, so great. And, and I can only imagine that we're only going to get bigger and better. The more love we pour into each other, the more love we pour into our jobs and the more love we pour into our families. So I'm really great to see that the sky's the limit with us. And it, it, you know, you got to put yourself in the corner sometimes to see how far you can really go. Yeah. That prism outward looking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what the, I guess the next question is, um, when you, um, there was something I wanted to ask you about that transition. So you were kind of forced into the fact of, did you say you lost your job a month before you had? The yeah, I was not planning on being a stay at home mom. Let's just put it that way. I, I was a uh, event planner extraordinaire. I was number one in the company. I got, I got fired the week I was number one in the company making a million dollars in sales in a year for parties that was really humbling for me and um my husband was so pissed that he quit he walked into the office and he was like so I heard you guys fired um my girlfriend and I was wondering if I could get a raise and they were like oh Jason what were you thinking and he was like oh I was thinking you add a $15.83 to my paycheck an hour they're like we can't do that and they're like well that's what I'm now missing for my from my family because my baby's coming next month and now my wife has or my girlfriend has no job so um if you can't pay me that then I have to leave because I can't work for you off of that anymore and he walked out on them and we both never went back obviously to that company again and uh he did product photography and he did assisting and slowly worked hard and was nice to enough people that he got referred to so many more jobs and bigger jobs and bigger magazines and bigger companies and bigger paychecks and we just slowly survived it was really freaking crazy 
a lot of shitty, terrible things happen to us. We've lost lots of money from just crazy things and having to survive. Like we'd save up money and then like he worked for a startup and like the startup wouldn't work out and we would just live off whatever he saved up. So it was like this ebb and flow of money over and over again. And we're finally like, we're finally getting out of the red and it's like fucking crazy. Like it's good. Like I just didn't think I'd see it in my thirties. Honestly, like I, I fucked up so much in my twenties. I never thought I'd see it in my thirties. And it's just so satisfactory to just know that you guys, if you're sitting here and you're like, I'm in the fucking red, like, what do I do? Yeah. Just take it one day at a time. You got to cut the fat. You guys will know what to do. I, I am bougie on a budget. I have no problem saying that I do press on nails whenever possible. Yeah. Eventually, you know, every once in a while I'll get my toes done, but I don't have time for all of it. I don't have time for all of that. I, I just don't. So I pick and choose my battles and it makes me enjoy the luxuries even more. Yeah. 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 That's, that's true. It's just funny. I think that I didn't realize that that was kind of um, what catapulted the stay at home mom thing. Cause that's where I feel like a lot of my depression came from, or at least revved its ugly head was during that time. So, and I, I feel like from reading and stuff on your website, it kind of was parallel to that. Um, but yeah. I, you were kind of forced into that stay-at-home mom thing. I, I was too, which was really weird, which I didn't know that about you. But um, Wow, and I didn't know that about you. I lost my job, great job, the same week I found out I was pregnant with my youngest. <laughs> and we had just moved to Dallas. I mean, it was brand new, new house. I mean, you name it. Everything was new, oh. new in like two weeks. And then I got let go. For Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> oh my gosh, because that's how life works. Yeah, and it's it's just funny because yeah, it is. But I think too, when you start, I think that's why I'm I am so grateful now. And I think that you would say the same thing for you too, because once you start just being grateful for those like missed opportunities or like failed connections or the the job loss that felt like that was just going to wreck you and you never work again, and you know all mm-hmm. that. I just feel like once you can see the situations for what they were, like it just gets so much better. And then like you, you say it all the time, you know, just things start happening and everything that you want for yourself, like starts to like shine brighter. So you can actually see yeah. it get it. Yes. Yes. Oh God. That's the best. That's the thing is like, there's no, there's no bad. It's, I call it contrast because you can't call it bad luck. It's yeah. just the opposite of what you expect it to be. Yeah. You it know, is- all all of us die, all of us lose shit. So it's not like it's like a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. It's just contrast to what you expected. Yeah. Yeah. Really good way to put it. Um, okay. I think I, you kind of answered what profession you wouldn't like to do. So, okay, this is the last one. And then we wrap up and now I'm. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> not ready to say goodbye yet. No, but that's okay. We will. Um. <laughs> If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Are you ready for more? Yes. Oh, (laughs) God. That is such a good answer. And again, like, so, like, you answered so strongly and, like, right away. Uh, I I, I, I breathed for a second because I wasn't sure what, like. You just wanted to come out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, go again. I'd go again if he asked me, truly would. So funny. And I'm so glad I wrote that at the beginning of your intro because, like, we're just seeing a smidge of, like, the potential that you bring. And 
oh my God, I love that that was your answer because I feel like you're just going to keep coming back harder and stronger and I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Just so you know, you guys, if I do depart, I'm coming back again and I'm coming back stronger. So you better watch out. <laughs> People just like right behind her too doing the exact same thing. That is so cool. It is a pleasure to know you and to talk to you. Um, thank you for spending some time with me today to help me and other people get to know you and get to know you a little bit better. It's been a lot of fun. I had a great time. I'm going to go make some gingerbread cookies with my kids right now. I can't wait. I love the holiday season and I love you. For me, I'm going to go jump in the tub with one of my mom bombs from you and Jenna. I'm going to, I've got like two left. So I'm saving one for my mom and I I got some for (sighs) my So, yeah. You are the sweetest and you are a badass. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. You enjoy self-care every day, you guys, not just Saturday. Every day, always. And I will be adding the Mommy Jane's information to this podcast and to my site as um, it gets closer to air. And I am just so, so thankful. I hope you guys have fallen in love with her the same way that I have. And I can't wait for you guys to see more of her and hear a little bit more from me. So thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. I love you. Bye-bye everyone. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. For more content, follow along at havetheconvo.podcast on Instagram or email me at havetheconvo at gmail.com to share your story. Till next time.